Forever enshrined in our history, the attack on Pearl Harbor shocked all Americans and galvanized our nation to fight and defeat the Axis powers of Japan, Germany, and Italy. As Americans, we promise never to forget our fallen compatriots who fought so valiantly during World War II. Despite facing tremendous adversity, the Pacific Fleet, whose home port remains at Pearl Harbor to this day, is stronger than ever before, upholding the legacy of all those who gave their lives nearly eight, 80 years ago. This quote is taken from the proclamation on National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, issued on December 4th, 2020, by President Donald Trump. My name is Rachel, and I'm the host of The Rachel Nicole Show. First, I want to thank you for tuning in today, and I want to get straight to it. The title of today's episode is Pray, Watch, Pray, (laughs) because I wanted to address some things that are happening kind of in current events and uh, politics and culture and also encourage people to actually pray. I'm hoping that the end result of this podcast will be to convince you to pray. But it's very interesting that uh, we're living in times that are almost kind of repeating history. There's a couple different themes that I'll be addressing in the next few podcasts. But today, we're going to use Pearl Harbor as kind of like a inspiration as to what I I really see happening happening historically here. And so the reason why Pearl Harbor was so important to American history is that first of all, Pearl Harbor was just a territory of the United States. She wasn't uh, Hawaii wasn't even a state yet. It wouldn't be till 1959 that Hawaii became a state. And so we're looking at 1941, December 7th 1941 is when the Japanese sprung this attack on the United States and so they they kind of did it was like an ambush and they came and they bombed us early in the morning and the the domino effect of the Japanese action was it was the the final thing that it finally sprung the United States into action World War II actually started in September of 1939. That was two years earlier. And the Brits had been crying out, no, not crying out, that's, they had been asking our president at the time, FDR, to please, please enter the war, do something about this, help us out, join in the effort. But there were many Americans who were satisfied to protect the home front. And so for two years, the political um, views of the people in, in Congress and also in America were to not be involved to the point that even Americans had turned away ships of Jewish people fleeing Europe. They had, they had done a horrible atrocity of turning people away. And um, so to, to that Uh, up to December, let's say 6th uh, of 1941, 
our policy was just to, to hold back, to hold back, to hold back. And I'm not really sure what was going on with the media because I haven't done research into that. But I do know politically, we were kind of holding back. Now, I have read, and I'll include in the show notes for today, that FDR did have a plan and he was part of supplying um, militaries in, in Europe and in that theater with weaponry. But we kind of didn't, we, we didn't step in. It took something as drastic. It took an all-out offensive on American soil to kick the American people into gear and to declare war. And it was it was to to ju- not declare war, but to join the war. And I'm I, what I'm noticing now is a very similar theme. Is that first of all. Um, the Americans, I think because we are such a great superpower, I think we've, we've hung back for too long on certain things. But more importantly, what I really want to speak to is the, the Christians. And what I've noticed is Christians have hung back and hung back and should I pray or should I not pray? And when I pray, should I pray really strong prayers or should I just kind of pray like, oh... Uh, zoomed out general prayers and the reason why I'm putting this podcast forward because is because I really believe that now is the time especially for American Christians to kick it up and to get off of the fence and at the very least pray notice I'm not saying that I encourage you to fight with other Christians online I'm not encouraging you to um even fight against people who are not Christians. My encouragement, because the average person who will probably listen to this, is someone who can actually pray. That's something that we can all do every single day. And since the premature coronation on November 3rd, the debacle that we call our elections for this year, which are shaping out to be some of the most corrupt Uh, the most corrupt election I think we've ever had. Um, We are watching things happen in our day. And the reason why I titled this podcast, Pray, Watch, Pray, is because we should be doing twice as much praying as we're doing watching, honestly. And I know for me, because like so much is happening, the temptation for me is to watch, pray, watch. <laughs> but if we're not dangerous, uh, if we're not careful, we can caught up, in, get caught up in watching and watching and watching and watching and watching and then actually never praying because prayer actually does take faith. And prayer actually, when, we're, when we go to pray, it reveals to us how much we don't know what to pray. And I know in the beginning of this election what what happened in the beginning of November, um, I almost didn't know what to pray. So I actually did spend a lot of time praying in the spirit. But I wanted to use this show to bring your attention to um, to some some places, some people, some resources, people who are praying. And right now I've noticed, too, and, and the re- one of the main reasons why I'm recording this pod- podcast is for younger people who don't actually know how to pray yet and 
um, who might feel overwhelmed and just absolutely walk away from anything spiritual during this time. The temptation right now is to tune out. And so what I want to encourage you to do is tune back in because your voice does matter. It actually matters. Your prayers do matter. And when you pray, you want to pray the will of God. And when you pray the will of God, you have to understand what's on God's heart. And many people have uh, thrown out the baby with the bathwater when it comes to praying for our nation. But I'm telling you, as a native Hawaiian who our people were conquered by the United States in a very unholy, unrighteous way, I am a citizen of the United States of America and I am proud of it. My father was in the military and so I grew up as an army brat. So my background is it's kind of unique. So many people, I, I noticed before this, this president came into office, it was, it was kind of cool to be anti-American. But being a person who has traveled around the world and has an American passport, I can tell you what, it, every time I've come back home to the United States, the first thing out of my mouth when I get into these airports and I make it in <laughs> to the country is thank you, God, that I am an American. And I actually really believe that it was God who birthed this nation. Now, is our nation America perfect? No. Has the United States wounded a lot of people? Yes. The Native Americans, including the indigenous Hawaiians who had their own government. We had our own queen. She was overthrown by American businessmen around her. I could walk around with a gaping wound against the United States and almost despise the fact that I am part of this nation, but I don't. Why? Because it is through this nation that God has afforded me religious freedom. God has afforded me the opportunities that might not have been made. I might not have had those opportunities had I lived in another country or had Hawaii remained a kingdom. She probably would not have been nearly as strong. Actually, I think actually Hawaii might have been taken over by another superpower power of the, those times had America not taken us over. So, I mean, looking back, I mean, we can hindsight is 2020, right? That's what they say. But, you know, now I'm a, a Hawaiian who's got a American passport and we're stuck in this country right now which I'm grateful for, but now we just had an election and like, it's like, wow. And as Christians, we can choose not to pray for our country, but the Bible actually does say he commands us. God commands us pray for your rulers. And so that being said, I want to encourage you to pray, watch, pray. And, and I want to give you some resources. Now, the first thing, when traumatic things happen, the temptation is to stop praying, to shut the voice. If you've ever noticed, uh, when you go through something, you get punched in the gut. It's like, you know, the, the last thing you want to do is, 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 is pray. And prayer takes voice and voice takes breath. <laughs> and, you know, some of us as Christians, when this thing, when, when everything hit the fan in November, and for some of us in March, when it hit the fan with the virus, um, many of us, the wind was knocked out of our sails. And so we've almost been silent just because of trauma. But I want to encourage you that, that there is, 
this is the time to take a deep breath in and to begin to pray. And if you don't know anything to pray, pray in the spirit. But what has really encouraged me is that I found three or four camps of people that I was tracking with before this crisis hit that have been wellsprings of life that have sharpened my faith that have led their they've led me in times of prayer that have been absolutely refreshing to my spirit and and for me what i needed was i needed to be with companies of people who could pray for this nation who could narrow their focus and who could as stewards of the freedoms that we've been given, part of our responsibility is to pray for this nation. And when I say pray, I mean like a prayer that is a life and death kind of prayer, not not a heartless, aloof, detached prayer, but a prayer. I have to be honest with you, like when I start on these prayer meetings, my heart feels numb. But the more I get around these believers who are praying in faith and making de declarations according to the word, what's in the Bible and what God has placed on their heart, I'm telling you, I am waking up like I have never woken up. Like there's, I needed to go to a new level of intercession and this year has taken me there. I needed to go to a new level of, of being in the word and this this year has taken me there and I also needed to go to a new level of of fasting and and this has taken me there to to where fasting is not an expression of my own strength but actually my um it's been a very weak expression but almost 75% of this year has been spent in fasting from from Passover all the way now until we're approaching into Hanukkah it feels like one continuous fast where it's like this sabbath year from march of 2020 to march of 2021 has been a, a year of shabbat where i've given myself to seeking the lord and to not not give up and to not walk away why why can't we walk away because there's nothing else to do honestly it's either when we walk away we're walking toward defeat and i don't want that I need my heart to be on fire. So, so I've noticed that I have been. So I'm going to share those, some of those go-tos for you. And I'm hoping that these would be an encouragement to you. First of all, a go-to that I've always had on my radar, that he's been a part of my life since I was 20, 19 years old. His name is Lou Engel. And if you follow him on YouTube, go follow him, uh, subscribe to his ch channel. He's been declaring fasts, I think three or four of them through the year. And then usually with his fasts, what he'll do is he'll get on and he'll give some encouragement, like a nine or 10 minute encouragement so that the people who are joining with him in the fast don't give up. And today, Louis Engel's encouragement has to do with being fruitful, the command that God gave us to be fruitful and multiply. And it's, it's from Genesis. It's actually from Genesis 1 where God commands Adam and Eve. He commands humanity, be fruitful and multiply. And he says the natural progression of being fruitful, the, the beginning is be, you be fruitful, you multiply, and then you have dominion. And he's saying you can't, it doesn't go the opposite way. We can't have dominion in the earth 
without being obedient to the command to be fruitful and multiply. And I love Lou because he's like, that just means having lots of kids. (laughs) So he's like, basically have kids. And today he brings us to Exodus chapter one, where he's talking about Israel as an, um, I'm sorry, the Hebrews as an oppressed people in Egypt were so fruitful and multiplied so much, even in captivity, that they began began to be a threat to the political powers in Egypt. And so he makes that connection. connection. But you see, when, when I go there and listen to people like this, it, it's like a nugget in my heart. And it becomes something that my spirit holds on to. And it encourages my faith to keep going. Okay. So next is I want to bring emphasis to DutchSheets.org. Dutch sheets.org the last two weeks he spent since since november 3rd he out of obedience to the lord just started going to these these battleground states and key cities and praying with the church in those cities and let me tell you what the prayers that were prayed with the radical faith and the declarations that were made by mature men and women of God who are marching in agreement. And it's like this extravagant faith that is leaving it all on the field, but believing that God will answer. It sparked my faith so much. And I'm telling you, even though I was tuning in from my little laptop at home, many times from a closet, um, my heart was set a blaze like torch like fire hot red fire hot and it's almost like praying with these people god was using their prayers to call me up like come on rach let's get into this thing like you're not gonna lay back in passivity you're not gonna be you're not gonna lay back in isolationism you're not gonna lay back in like this quasi type faith it's just double-mindedness where you're always vulnerable to a panic attack or mounting anxiety the lord's like no that is not my portion for you my portion for you is that you would press in and you would activate the gifts of god inside of you and that you would take your place in the ecclesia and you you'll hear that a lot with lou engel and Dutch sheets. And then the third, the third thing resource I wanted to give you, and this will be in the show notes on my, on my website, um, which is rachelnicoleshow.com. The third thing is, uh, this prayer meeting, it's called the global prayer, global prayer for the U S for U S election integrity. And a, a man named Adam Schindler has been hosting these prayer meetings and I'm telling you what the, the the thing that I've loved about that one is because is that he has political leaders that he's bringing in who serve in our government, who are Christians, and they know what's going on behind the scenes, things that I don't know. And obviously they know the real deal stuff and it's not fake news because they're participants in our government at the highest levels. And so those prayer meetings have been people from all over the world last night i watched one of the meetings and i watched the the 12th meeting that they had and the guy there was a pastor on there from pakistan like so we got pakistanis we have the the church in india we have a pastor from cameroon 
we had a pastor from uh, Germany. He called in and he prayed. He actually repented for some of the things that the Germans did. I mean, like, as far as the Germans rejecting uh, God's heart for America, like, it, it's bizarro. The kind of things that these people are doing, so powerful. You can You can understand it through the lens of faith. And God will use their prayers to shift the destiny of America. We had people from Uruguay. We had people from Mexico. We had uh, a guy, a brother from Native American Reservation, leader of a of a ministry there, but also American, Native American, and he made some declarations. And so what what's happening is I sit, I open my laptop and I start taking notes on these prayer meetings because what I'm hearing, and this is why I'm saying pray, watch, pray. I am hearing God's heart for America, things that I didn't know before. I'm learning and then I get to go back and check in documents and I can check in the Mayflower Compact and I can check on the treaties made with the Native Americans. And because in God's heart, he he knows the full history and he knows the whole story of what has happened in the past. And he has a heart for what's going to happen in the future for America. And actually, he is the only one who knows everything that's going to happen. But he has called us in as a part of his family to participate with him in declaring, in decreeing, in releasing the will of God on the earth as it is in heaven. And so it has been like a supercharge to my faith. Now I want to do a plug because tonight, which is Wednesday, December 9th, there's going to be another prayer meeting and it's on the adamschindler.com, www.adamschindler.com. And if you click on prayer, you'll see the global prayer for U.S. election integrity. And tonight is prayer meeting number 13. Then one final one that has been really good is the Women Well Gathering on Instagram. And that's every day at noon. And it's the women that Lou Engle, what Lou Engle had a, he knows that the next four years, that this, Lou Engle's big thing right now and which I agree, this is from the word, is that this next four years has everything to do with abortion. Abortion is the dividing line for, for this this next four years and especially this next like four weeks. And so there have been pray, pray, prayer and fasting for decades to bring, uh, bring Roe v. Wade down and to see... Uh, God and abortion to see us bring it before the Lord and ask him to help us to remove this as a law in our nation. And so he's pushing for that. But what we're seeing right now, and and this is another thing I want to kind of encourage you with, is that I, I think the enemy has really worn us down over the decades and through the use of words, we would call that semantics, um, through the changing of the definition of terms, through almost like sleight of hand, through, uh, it's like a, it's error, it comes in as deception. The, the idea of abortion has become kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's okay. It's, that was all part of the strategy from the very beginning. 
And what we're seeing now is you got to pay attention to the times and seasons. Um, I really believe that that this the the Lord is after this in America, and He's after this one thing. He wants to reestablish a culture of life in America. And if you look at how many ways we've partnered with death, it is ghastly. It's a, it's horrible. It's 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 absolutely horrible. And civiliz civilizations actually we civilizations cannot continue on killing their own at the rate that we kill our own like it just just by way of um numbers other nations will overtake us because we keep on killing our own babies like and so it's it's not good for our civilization it's not good for our nation and um so anyhow that's what what is at the core of this but it requires a people who have clarity when they're looking at things um, and the only way that you can really truly have clarity is if you're spending time in the word if you're spending time in worship and you're believing the lord for what it is and i the third thing is is if you're listening to counsel that is in partnership with the spirit of truth and so what we're seeing is there's a dividing line even coming in the church where it's like oh my goodness what do we actually even believe anymore and getting back to the word and standing on basically the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. Like, you know, I mean, that's it. <laughs> Thou shalt not kill. Like, period. That's as simple as it as it is. And we've got laws in this land that go absolutely 100% in the opposite direction of thou shalt not kill. And that is a gigantic problem when it happens across a whole nation, because then we start to reap this we reap what we've sown and so when you've sown death for so long what happens is you reap a almost like a whirlwind or a tidal wave a tsunami of death and that's what all this prayer is about so i could go on and on and on but but i'm not i want to give you these resources and so coming back to the pearl harbor quote now is your time now is our time as the praying church to stop waiting. <clears throat> Don't wait to pray anymore. Don't wait to engage. I'm telling you, it is a lie that you would, it is a lie to believe when we believe that there is no war, that the war doesn't include us, that the battle, that the battle raging, oh, that's over there across the ocean, or that's over there on those shores. No, I'm telling you right now, that and and you'll hear this in the prayer meetings on december 7th 2020 it was like no you can't sit on the fence america anymore there is a war on your shores and so i i want to encourage you if you can't pray if you're stuck in a place where you can't pray you can log in all of these prayer meetings have been documented and they've been saved and they're at these links that I'll put on my site. Go watch them. Finally, I wanted to finish with Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And um, and I wanted to kind of address something. So the disciples come to Jesus and they, they ask him a question about... Actually, the question in Luke chapter 17 has to do with the end of the age. And Jesus says that crazy stuff is going to happen. And it's like, whoa. 
But then Jesus, he, he starts a parable. And the parable is, is really important because I know that Jesus knows this about us, that when we get too much information, it actually makes us shut down rather than uh, open up. And move forward. So many times too much negative information causes paralysis. And I want to give you a tip off. That's part of the media blitz of negativity. That's a psychological operation against you. It's so that you would back off and sit on the bench. And so that you're one less person that that is there to fight with. Okay. The enemy has to fight with. It just steals your voice and it paralyzes you and so what sometimes with too much negative information or traumatic information or information about how things are going to be shaken and change a lot is going to change the lord in luke 17 he answers the people he answers those disciples but then he quickly moves their attention into a parable why because we don't only need information to thrive we actually need revelation and it's actually going to be the people who have revelation that will be able to stand because revelation takes knowledge to a whole new level it gives us wisdom on how to apply what we know in the season that we're living in right now and so This is what Jesus says. He transitions from Luke 17 and Luke 18 verse 1. It says, and I want you to get this. You have to listen to what Jesus is saying. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray at all times and not lose heart. And I'm going to leave it right there because that's the point of this podcast. I want you to pray at all times and not lose heart. If you, if, if what you're hearing is not causing your spirit to engage in prayer, then change what you're hearing until your spirit engages. And then after your spirit is engaged in prayer, go back and watch then you can watch and look at the news and the media and your news sources and all this stuff and then when you hear what's going on after you've prayed you have ears to hear actually what god wants you to do about it and then from that place you can go back and pray and so there's this ever ever I'm a life-giving cycle that keeps our spirits sharp and keeps us fit and keeps us living by faith, not by sight. And so um, I want to encourage you that now there's a time, there's a training in intercession that's going on right now, and you can be a part of it. But it's just as easy for you, honestly, as a click, as a click of knowing where good sources And the reason why I've included these sources is because I don't want you to get overloaded with information without activation. And and I don't want you actually to have, I, I actually don't want to be like this. I want to be a person who's found having faith, who is praying and who is watching. And when we, you know, I, I, I really think, and when, and I don't want to live in isolationism 
And I actually don't want to live in self-protection because I want to lay it all on the line for the kingdom of heaven. And I want to be active in what's going on in our country. So that's my encouragement to you to pray, watch, pray, and to not give in. Don't give up and check out the resources that I'll post on my website, rachelnicoleshow.com. All right. Thank you so much for listening.